welcome. I am Allie Parrish, and this is Bringing Down the House podcast. Today on episode nine, our guest co-host Andrew and I can't wait for you to meet one of Iowa Heartland Habitat's home buyers, Katie. Katie will be sharing what affordable home ownership has meant to her family and how it has changed her life. Thank you for tuning in, and we invite you to join us in our local mission by making a financial contribution to Iowa Heartland Habitat or volunteering your time. Opportunities can be found on our website at webuildhabitat.org or by following us on social media. And as always, we are grateful for our podcast partner, CC Podcast. Give them a listen too. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bringing Down the House. I am Allie Parrish, Executive Director of Iowa Heartland Habitat, and I am not Jacqueline Madison, who usually always kicks this off. Um, But today, I am pleased to uh, welcome a guest co-host, Iowa Heartland Habitat's Advancement Director, Andrew Finnegan. So, hey, Andrew. Hello. I am so excited to be here. I am certainly just a sub uh, for Jacqueline. He does a fantastic job for us. We miss him today, but I'm excited to sit he had a last minute cancellation we miss you buddy um and i will tell you he definitely threw me off today because i am so (laughs) nervous trying to do this like co-hosting or or more lead hosting i think without my sidekick but um we're so excited to have you here and really happy that you were uh, willing to jump in here last minute with us absolutely i had to tell nora and Allie that i had to get my voice warmed up for my you know my radio debut podcast debut so um, we're just excited to excited to be here to talk habitat yeah you are killing it already it sounds amazing so thank you so much yeah so how, how have you been anyway you doing well we're doing great uh we're doing lots of fundraising lots of uh, uh good connecting with our community um lots lots going on we've got our spring benefit auction um, coming up here uh, in March, the first week in March. Gosh, that is just... It's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. Yes. Uh, but we have lots of good things uh, go on with that and, and uh, lots of... Uh, lots of great stuff. Lots of connecting with people and and uh, lots of things in the works. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we always do such a good job. Andrew and his team work so hard. So it's kind of fun to do something different than, it is. than the it normal. Is. So It is. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to go right into our mission moment. Uh, as I was thinking about a mission moment for today, I was just thinking about the privilege that we have as as a Habitat crew to connect with such a variety of, of folks, um, from volunteers to donors, um, different community partners. And I had a recent phone call conversation with a gentleman. Um, his name is Bob. He's mm-hmm. a, a Restore regular, a regular volunteer, and spends several days a week out at the Restore helping with uh, accepting donations and putting them out on the floor, getting them ready for the uh, sale. And for those of you that don't know, our Restore um, is a a way to raise funds to support our mission um, in building homes, communities, and hope. And he is is constantly out there uh, helping us do that. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing different opportunities for him to get plugged in in other ways, and specifically in a donor um, way, by making a donation to, to Habitat. And he was just talking about his experience with the ReStore, and he was jokingly said that while he's living in senior living, he looks for those opportunities to get out. Mm. And when he's not able to get out, he's going to start to become moldy. And I, I had to chuckle <laughs> at that when he when he said that. But but his his true point was working towards a, a mission, um, being a part of a family like there is out at the ReStore um, is so important and critical to his life and, and to his heart. He actually used to volunteer for a Habitat affiliate in Tucson, Arizona, oh my. Um, out on the work site, building houses, 
But then as he started to to get up into his older years, he was finding ways to stay plugged into our mission. And um, the restore was a way to do that. It just really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, we're not finished yet. Right. As long as we're here, we can still be supporting, you know, local families and, and helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just really heartwarming um, to me to be able to see that that he's going through that process. Um, he loves the restore, loves our mission, but he's found a way to, to stay connected. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that. He doesn't want to get moldy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to have that attitude when I'm, when I'm retired someday, I definitely, you know, I, I see that all the time with folks that come out on the build sites and, and folks that have retired, but still want to uh, still know that they have such an important purpose and, Absolutely. and want to invest it with us. It's just always so heartwarming. So thank you for Absolutely. sharing that. That was Absolutely. awesome. Well, we've got a great episode of bringing down the house ahead of us today. So let's dive right in, shall we? I am honestly so excited for every podcast, but I am particularly excited to welcome one of Iowa Heartland Habitat's home buyers um, to the studio today. Today we have Katie Mueller joining us, and we are so excited. So welcome, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah, excited to share our story. Oh, good. I'm. We're we're so honored that you would spend the time with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. You guys have been okay with all this crazy pandemic yes, going this on. Crazy, crazy year, <laughs> but. Yeah. We're just plugging along, and it's awesome. been quite a year with having kids in school and work changes, and it's Absolutely. it's been a year. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Why don't we just kick off and um, tell us, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your family? Yeah, so I live in Waverly. I have two kids. I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old, so we are in the middle of teenagehood oh, and yes. all of that entails <laughs> uh, but they're good kids they make it pretty easy on me I work for Mercy One Waterloo Medical Center I've been there about 14 years now and I work from home so my home it's not just my home it's also my workplace so wow. very dual purpose and then you know this past year it was also my kids school place at right. times so the importance of home, right? Yes. I mean, and, and, and we're all learning that in a completely different way this last year. So yep. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, love to learn a little bit more about your story, about how you got connected with Habitat. Yep. Maybe we could start with the, the beginning. So I first began my journey with Habitat in 2010. At that time, I was newly divorced and basically looking to reestablish my family mm-hmm. with obviously a big portion of that being housing. So, you know, I started looking around. I didn't have the means to purchase a house or a down payment, so we were looking at renting. Uh, but the more I looked around, I I could find places to rent, but it left no money in my budget for, you know, a high utility bill or somebody getting sick or somebody missing work or, you know, a car repair. It was just, it was a very scary place to be having two kids depending on me because, at that time they were five and three and I mean those are expensive ages too with daycare and preschool and all those expenses as well oh yeah um so I had a friend actually suggested Habitat to me and I honestly didn't know very much about it at that point I the extent of my knowledge was they give houses to low-income people Mm -hmm. that that was it um and so I did some googling and kind of looked into it and the more I read I was 
kind of got to thinking, you know, we might qualify. This might be a fit for us. So then I put in my application. Wow. So were you approved the first time right off the bat? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, Right away. And that was, you know, several years ago, now 10 years ago, you know, or or nine or 10 at least. Um, or more. So what was the process like for you back then? I mean, uh, most of the staff that Mandy was still around yep, back then, but Mandy. that's the only one that was there back yep, then. Yep, I remember so. when I had my meeting, when I went in, after I had put in my application, I went in and had a meeting with Mandy. Yeah. So she was my first point of contact. It's kind of cool that she's still there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was very comprehensive. You yeah. know, we went through everything and there were so many different classes that had to be done, which I learned a ton through those, but there was a lot of education, you know, a lot of digging into finances to ensure that, yes, you can afford this mortgage and all of those details. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of work, a lot of gathering information and documents and such. Sure. And I'm guessing from what you've kind of shared, probably maybe a little different than what you thought the process might have been. Was it different? Yep, it was. I, I guess, you know, in my mind, it was just, okay, here's a low income family. Here's a house. You know, I mm-hmm. I really didn't know what to expect going into it either. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's something that we hear a lot that, you know, um, folks that um, maybe are referred, but also just the general public just really has no idea. Yes. The comprehensive. I thought that word was perfect that you used, the comprehensive nature of, of what the program really entails. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine. So being you know, newly single and, and on your own yep. and with two small children. Yes. Um, that's a very fearful time. It was, um, you know, I've there actually, was a lot of yeah. pressure and, you know, my main goal was I need to provide stability for these two kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what avenues do I have to make that goal a reality? Absolutely. Um, and at the time it just felt insurmountable. You know, I, you know, when I was looking for places to live, it just felt like I kept hitting brick walls of, well, this won't work. Well, that won't work. And mm-hmm. I needed to get my son into a school and I didn't want him to have to be moving around school to school. So that was really important to me for them to have stability with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, Katie, thank you again for being here. When you're just even starting and telling your story, um, I think of my own kids. Um, I have an, I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old at home. And I instantly think about um, the importance of what going home to them means. And can you just talk a little bit more about what you saw in your kids you know, as you progressed through our program, as you got the keys to your home, what that meant to them? Yes, absolutely. So my three-year-old, she, you know, it was kind of over her head what was going on. She doesn't remember us living anywhere but the house we have now. Uh, But my five-year-old, you know, he got to be involved in the process. And when we were picking out things for the home, you know, flooring and bedroom colors and, you know, just all these little details, it was really cool that he got to have a voice in that and you know, to make this house that originally was really just a shell since it was a rehab house, mm-hmm. you know, he got to see it go from this boarded up, you know, graffiti ridden structure to this is our home. This is your bedroom. This is where your toys are. You know, mm-hmm. we drive this way to go to your school. And it it's very cool that he got to have a part in that. And I have some pictures of them from when they got to stop by, um, 
the site. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's really precious to me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think that the children and the stability aspect, you know, it tugs on so many people's heartstrings when they think about, you know, obviously as, as parents, we typically put ourselves last and always, you know, a lot of times they're working really hard on behalf of the kids and, um, and want what's best for them, you know? And, um, I actually, was in a similar situation having young children and being recently divorced and in a couple years on my own. And, and I, I know what you mean about the feeling of once, once I was able to then secure my house, Mm -hmm. how important that was to know that they are going to be okay. You know, they're going to be stable. They're going to have this place that they're going to call their home for the long haul um, and not have to move around and, and all those other things. So that stability is so key. Yeah, it really provided a sense of security that that's yeah. our home base now. You know, no matter what's going on, you know, outside these walls, this this is our home. We control what goes on in this house, and right, this is where we are. Right, and how now looking back ten years down the road, mm-hmm. um, you know, what do you think that this has provided for the kids? Do they? I mean, you know, can you imagine? Let's say it didn't happen ten years mm-hmm. ago. How do you think their lives might have been different or what would have been different for you? I am sure we probably would have moved multiple times. They probably mm-hmm. would have had to change schools multiple times, you know, and that would have changed their relationships with their peers. You know, my son, he's been in the same school since first grade. Yeah. Um, you know, he has lifelong friends now. He's 15. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my daughter, the, uh, the people she's gone to school with, both the teachers and her peers, that's such a stability in both of their lives. I can't imagine myself picking up and having to move as an adult, you know, so the fact that I didn't have to put my kids through that sort of thing either, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Absolutely. And I think that um, we hear a lot from, from families how um, that moving aspect, you know, with, with having to rent and then you don't have any control over the, you know, the cost of that rental, how that's mm-hmm. going to change over time and just how much that can really affect, you know, things for the family and, mm-hmm. and, um, and really jumping schools, that doesn't sound fun for anybody, you know, yeah. so for kids, it definitely is hard. So I, I think of um, the, the process that you guys have gone through, you're in your home now, and I always like to, to talk with my wife about making memories and Mm -hmm. and making memories with your family. Um, Are there any specific things that have stood out since you've been in your home? I'm sure there are lots of life events. Your children are now teenagers, but uh, things that if you didn't, if you weren't in the home that you are now, are there there are certain things that stand out that you're happy that you have the home that you have now um, to have those experiences? Yes, absolutely. You know, when the kids were younger and they would do their birthday sleepovers and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. they have so many memories of, well, this was my birthday party and everyone came over and those are all surrounding the house or activities they did at the house um our like a christmas tradition we always um ever since we've lived there we make up some sort of goodie bag for the neighbors at christmas and we go around and deliver them and they really look forward to that you know it's just which is just a little thing but we do it every year and it, it i hope they continue that tradition with their own kids one day and you know, just small traditions like that that revolve around our neighborhood, their friends, that sort of thing. Well, and what about uh, in we like Ali kind of alluded to? We we always th- are thinking about the children um, and how it is so important, and it's a generational thing what we're what we're planting here um, with a new home. Um, but as mom, 
Um, are there things that have kind of stood out to you that like, you know, I'm, I'm going home from work and this is where I'm going and it's mine. Um, are there, there certain times that you've kind of had to sit back and, and think about that or process that, that, that it's, it's yours. Yeah. Well, you know, they have their own rooms and that was very important to me. You know, when we were looking at rentals, a three bedroom rental, you know, the cost can be astronomical if you're in any sort Mm -hmm. of a decent area. And so for them to each have their own bedrooms, you know, this is where all their stuff is. I feel like they each have their own sanctuary in the house. Yeah. You know, even within the house unit, you know, so they can, you know, retreat or whatever they need to do on that day. Yeah. And you had shared, you know, working from home, um, I would imagine that the environment then for your home so that you can be productive at work and actually have the opportunity to do that but also do it well and do it productively and and feel like you're really, you know, contributing and you have a good relationship with your employer, all those things. Mm -hmm. How has the home and a stable home really supported that? Well, just being able, you know, I don't think I would have been able to work from home in an apartment or anything like that. You know, having an appropriate area allowed me to work from home in the first place. And then working from home then has allowed me, I think, to be a better parent. You know, I'm more present with them. I can take off in the middle of the day and go to a concert or I don't have to miss any games. It it has given me a lot of flexibility to be there in ways that otherwise I wouldn't have been able to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I would think, you know, if you're moving home offices at the same time that you're moving homes every few years, I just can't even imagine the the stress that that could possibly cause. Mm So I know we hear a lot about families, too, who who uh, feel a greater sense of peace and just kind of uh, just can take a breath, you know, mm-hmm. when, when they have the house. Yes, there's responsibilities, certainly, and all that kind of stuff, but just how anxiety is lessened mm-hmm. by having a stable home that you can afford, that you can own. Can you speak to that at all? Um, it provided a huge sense of security for us, yeah. you know, just knowing this is our home, this is where we will stay, you know, at the end of the day, this is where we're going to come home to, and and it is ours. It is not, I'm not throwing rent away every month to maybe have to move in a few years. It was, Mm -hmm. this is our home. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. So what would you say, there's, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions and and some that you even shared that you had in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that always, I've been so impressed with, and I was blown away when I first learned about Habitat's program myself, is just the amount of time and energy and effort, the hard work that our families put into this opportunity, um, you know, and on the front end and the back end, you know, Mm -hmm. that there, this is not a free house, you know, Mm -hmm. you you absolutely pay for this house. and so tell, tell us a little bit about all of that for you. Oh, it, it was a huge commitment. You know, I was working full time and had two young children. So I, I had a pretty full plate and then the commitment of classes. So I had to arrange, you know, childcare, And then for actually putting my sweat equity hours, I pretty much worked most of the Saturdays for an entire year. So, wow. you know, full time work schedule, then basically a part-time job is what I would compare that to. It was a lot. And then, you know, you need to line up childcare for when you are working those hours. And it was definitely is a blood, sweat, and tears sort of commitment and, you know, in both time. And I mean, my first day that I worked, it was August. It was so hot. <laughs> and we were working on, it was a new build. So we were putting in uh, the floor joists and such. So there was sawdust flying. And I mean, it, I was 
covered in sweat and sawdust <laughs> and dirt about the end of that day. And I just remember being like, what have I gotten myself oh my into? Goodness. But but I also felt awesome after that first day. You know, I had had a hand in putting a house together and that was such a cool, empowering feeling. Awesome. So Katie, you've you've put in all this time, you've the blood, sweat and tears like mm-hmm. you just had kind of pointed out to. There are so many more families that are are in that position that and, and maybe even uh, earlier on in the process that are contemplating jumping into this program mm-hmm. that that is hard work and it is a commitment. But what would you tell them um, or that person that that single mom, you know, that's sitting there and, and thinking this is I'm going to be able to do something hopefully for my kids that creates that stability. Like, what would you tell that mom today? It's so worth it. Do it. Look into it. It's it's so worth it. You know, it's a lot of hard work, but you will get so much pride out of having put in this work with your hands, you know, and then it's an example for your children and they can see you doing that and giving back. And it's just, it was a very cool thing to have been a part of. And, you know, I learned so much from other volunteers, the site supervisors, they always had so much faith in me. I remember one of them, John, he was always pushing me to do different good things. Old good old John. John Cheddar. Yes. <laughs> we love you, John Cheddar. <laughs> and he would be, I remember we were doing uh, bathroom demo work and I don't remember what the tool was that he handed me. We were using it to cut pipes and he was going to hold the pipe while I use this. And I was just like, I am going to chop your hand up. <laughs> he was like, nope, nope, you've got this. You've got this. And I did it. And I was. it was just to have somebody have that much confidence in you. It was very empowering. It lots, of hard, cool lots of hard experience. work, sweat equity, yes. sweat, blood, tears, all of the above. And then there's the trust factor, too. <laughs> yes. Whether it's you to John or John to you, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a team effort for sure. <laughs> yes. And I would think, like, at that stage of your life, right? So, mm-hmm. like, it took a lot of courage, I'm sure, for you to make the call mm-hmm. to say, you know, I'm at a stage of my life where in transition. Oh. It takes courage to make the call, not knowing really what the program entails, yes. the hard work that's going to come ahead, but then to keep stepping over every hurdle that's mm-hmm. put in front of you. We, d- we just have enormous respect and, and admiration mm-hmm. for, for you and other families like you because there would have been a lot of times when you could have just said, threw your hands up and said, I can't do this. Yeah. You know, like, it's too much. I can't do the child care. I can't build a house. I mm-hmm. can't, you know, I can't, I can't. And yet you said you could. Mm-hmm. And and how did that, working through that, I'm sure there were probably days where you were like. Oh, for, on Saturday <laughs> morning when my alarm went yeah. off? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I, I doing? I worked hard all week. I don't want to go work anymore. <laughs> exactly. So what kind of got you through that? Like, what motivated you to keep going? Uh, you know, we had so much fun at the job sites. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, you get to know the other volunteers. A lot of them were other you know, prospective homeowners. So I made a lot of friends that way, you know, and so you kind of look forward to seeing the people. And, you know, sometimes the project sounded really interesting too, once you kind of figured out your way. And I, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. And so what do you feel like that sweat equity piece of it, that building experience, has that provided anything for you now as a homeowner? How would, how would it be being a homeowner, you think, without that experience? Um, I would say I have a lot more confidence. You know, if there is some, obviously, I can't tackle a big project. But, you know, if there's something little that needs done, I can YouTube it and get it done or Google it and get it done. Like, I, I can do it. 
it's not this sort of thing where I would look at it and be like, well, I don't really know where to start because there were so many times I would so show up on a job site and I would have, I would be thinking there's no way they can use me in this. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And they would give you a job, hand you a tool and set you to it. And then yeah. at the end of the day, you've done this thing that you have never done before, but, <laughs> but it looks all right. So absolutely. <laughs> and I vote of confidence. I think our supervisors are s- such cool people. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love all of our staff, but they, they just have such interesting jobs and, and that teacher mentality mm-hmm. of like, they really desire to help people learn how yes. to do this and really, and people do it, you know, like yep. when you really stop and look back and think these amazing structures are built by volunteers, um, and, and home buyers, it's, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and so going along the same lines of that too. So you uh, you were able to help with the building of your home or, mm-hmm. or the finishing off of the of the yes. home. Um, what is it like to be able to go into your bedroom or your your child's bedroom or sit in your living room, knowing that you actually helped put this this together? And I'm living, you know, under this this house that is still standing. It still is is working for my family. Yes, absolutely. It's very cool to have that perspective on it. You know, having seen it. We basically took it down to the studs and then to see us rebuild it up into, you know, there's walls, there's flooring, it's it's an actual home. And then I had friends and family that helped. So, you know, they have time and, you know, love invested in our home too. It, I mean, it is a house made of love. All these people donated their time and effort. Um, I have a love picture it. of one of my friends. He has his head through at the time, my wall. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, I have a lot of cool memories from that time Absolutely. of everybody pitching in as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And and one of the things uh, in Habitat's very mission, you know, there's two aspects that I want to have you kind of maybe uh, end with today. I'd love to get your perspective on is we say, you know, we're building homes, communities, and hope. So the idea of building community and the idea of building hope I would love to, to have you share, you know, how, how did you experience building community? So some mm-hmm. of these ways that you've kind of shared maybe with your family and friends being involved with the other yep. volunteers and, and how, how do you feel like community has been built for you through this process? And then how, how has it helped you build hope? Um, well, I'll start with the hope. You know, I yeah. feel like at the beginning when I first contacted Habitat, I, I was not in a great place. You know, I was feeling very helpless at that point. Yeah. And then going through the process, you know, at the end, it's not just our house. It's very symbolic of, I can do this. I can take care of everybody. You were going to be just fine. So, you know, it was, it was very symbolic to me to be able to provide that to the kids. Um, and then community, you know, I, Every time I showed up on a job site, it, it just felt like such a community. You know, everybody, nobody was ever cranky, even though we were doing, you know, sometimes not the most fun jobs. You know, everybody was very willing. All right, well, I'll do this. You do that. It was just so cool to see everybody pull together. Um, and then our neighborhood, I, I love our neighborhood. Absolutely. You know, being with other Habitat families, you know, we all have kind of a similar perspective on things, I think, having been through what we have. Um, and, you know, being through the program, um, my next door neighbor, we, she helped build my house. So, you know, we have kind of a unique perspective that way too. That's really awesome. And that's one thing I know that 
you know, I, I love to see and the other staff members do too, is just some of the relationships that the, the home buyers mm-hmm. can build with each mm-hmm. other. And, and like you said, somebody else is going through this too. They understand on a deeper level mm-hmm. than maybe anybody else can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. So what, is there anything else that you think that you want to share or anything else anybody should know about Habitat from your perspective? Uh, I mean, I wish you guys could meet my kids. I, I think <laughs> everyone, you, you would be so proud to see, you know, obviously this is a huge benefit for myself, but, you know, to meet the kids that are benefiting from it, you know, they're, they're such good people. They're going to go out into the world and be, you know, good citizens and hopefully give back as well. You know, and it is also investment in myself where instead of having thrown rent money away every month, I've been paying a mortgage for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So now I have equity in this home. Absolutely. You know, which that's a huge thing compared to where I was a decade ago. It's a very big asset for me. That's awesome. Well, and your kids are going to be amazing because you're amazing and you should be so proud of what you've done for them. Um, to help them gain that stability that is going to be so foundational for the life that they're going to have. So we are so honored that you um, chose this program to be a part of um, and that you are willing to speak with us today and share your story with our listeners. Um, It's been so awesome having you here today, and we thank you so much for everything. Um, Are you going to stick around for some trivia? Yes, absolutely. And Andrew's first day for trivia. Oh, my goodness So we have two... (laughs) Newbie trivia. See how this goes. Okay, everybody. All right, everyone. It is time. It is time once again to welcome Nora back for a little housing trivia. And we've got two newbies today. And I always suck at this. So uh, (laughs) it's going to be amazing. So, Nora, how are you? I am doing super well. I'm excited for this question today. Ooh, yay. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So we kind of had a theme of children throughout this episode. So talking about children of homeowners, um, I want to know if you can tell me how much more likely they are to graduate from college than children of renters. Ooh, how much more likely children of homeowners are to graduate from college than children of people that rent wow that she's she's going deep with this yeah. one is, come on nora i know jacqueline always gives you a hard time and i'm in i'm a sub for him today so i'm gonna give you a hard time my problem Good question. is my Good problem question. is is that i'm always like i always get the percentage wrong in the sense of like how to say it like you know like yes. i would say like they're three percent more likely it's probably like 103 i'm like i'm so <laughs> clueless about how to say that yes. stuff i know i wish it was multiple choice <laughs> Okay, so we will uh, guess first. Katie, do you want to take a crack at this I'm one? I'm going to say 50%. 50% more likely yes. to graduate. Co- okay, awesome. Oh, I am I am a Price is Right fan. I, you guys have probably mentioned this before. I don't know if I go 51 or 49. But, um, Always I'm, hedging I'm going to throw in maybe maybe a little less. And this is college, correct? Okay, college. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe go 35% more likely. Ooh, okay, Some, okay, okay. Yeah. all right, so got a little, I'm gonna, gosh, I mean, like, I, this is where I get mixed up, so I'm gonna, like, really shoot for the stars here, I'm gonna say 105%. Go big. Go big or go home. <laughs> Nora, what do we got? 
So, Allie, you were closest. So we have 116% Whoa. more likely. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. And 16% more likely to graduate college if they are living in a home that they own versus if they're living in a home that they were renting. That's amazing. That is, that Look what you just did for the kids. Right? Amazing. Right? Oh, that is so cool. Thank you, Nora. Um, Well, before we overstay our welcome, folks, uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Bringing Down the House. And uh, just a quick reminder to please join us in our mission work by making a financial contribution to Iowa Heartland Habitat or signing up to volunteer on a build or in our restore. Opportunities can be found on our website, webuildhabitat.org, or through our social media. Uh, Thank you once again to our podcast partner, CC Podcast, and to all of you. Thank you again for joining us. I am Allie Parrish. Special thank you to our guest host today, Andrew Finnegan, and our guest Katie today, and we'll plan to meet you here again soon. Take care, everyone.